The Antidote is here with Sam John, the pastor of Toronto's Church Underground. Great to have a chance to be able to meet with you, Sam. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure being on Antidote Radio. You guys support the scene all across the world. I'm really proud to be on the channel. Oh, thanks so much. I guess you and I first connected because of your role as vocalist for White Noise out of Bangalore, India. You're a long, long way from home. Yeah, I grew up in Bangalore, India till 2013. And then I moved to Canada in 2014. So, yeah, I used to be the vocalist of the first Christian metal band in India named White Noise. And... uh yeah, I mean, who who knew that God was preparing me for something else? <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a huge change. I mean, here you are, you and your family moving to Canada. How different is Toronto from Bangalore? I mean, there's a lot of uh, similarities because Bangalore is another urban city which is multicultural in the sense it has a lot of people from the different states or provinces uh, from India coming to work in the city. So you learn different cultures, languages, uh, but it's mainly Indian culture. Uh, but in Toronto, you get to see a lot of different cultures, different people, you know, the way they talk, the way they uh, have uh, you know different functions and their, their taste buds, and you get to taste different food, and so it's, it's good. I mean... But it's also different in the sense that you don't have social networks that you had back in India. So you kind of have gone back to a place where you don't know many people at all. And uh, you're trying to establish yourself in the country to get a job, to settle down your family, and all these things that you wouldn't really need to work hard on when you're back in a place or your comfort zone. So yeah, it's been similar and been uh, different. But I, like I say to a lot of my uh, friends, uh, while growing up in Bangalore, I used to like eating burgers, listening to metal music, you know, <laughs> doing different things uh, that would be considered normal here in Canada. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't take much time to assimilate. And in fact, I'm very comfortable in Canada. You spoke about metal bands in Bangalore. <laughs> and I've spoken with a few of the bands from there. They've mm -hmm. told me that the majority of people in that city are Christian. Really then, I'd say it might have been a surprise for you to come to Toronto and find that Christians are in the minority. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't say in the city in Bangalore, majority are Christians. But what happens is uh, usually the Christians in Bangalore are there because they have jobs or they're highly skilled so they know English, they are very skilled. So what happens is usually in the churches, they play in the church worship band and things like that. And they try to explore a little different route that happens to be rock and metal. So there happens to be a lot of Christian rock and metal bands that originated out of Bangalore uh, due to that reason. And uh, in Toronto, because the way the city is so distant, like, I mean, a person could be up in Ajax and... The other person could be Mississauga. The, uh, the third person could be in Barrie. It's, it's almost impractical to even meet up for a jam. So I think uh, that is a big challenge. Of course, there's the other thing too, that there are no exclusive Christian musicians. You, you play all kinds of music. So 
the expectation of being an exclusive Christian musician is totally out of the picture in Toronto. The interesting thing about you, Sam, is that you did come to Toronto with a purpose, and it was sort of music and sort of not, but maybe you can explain what Church Underground is all about. Yeah, so I came in 2014, and uh, I really came here just to settle down with my family uh, and just, you know, catch up with bands when they come to tour, because in India, you, you get to watch bands, but... Not all bands at all times, right? So uh, I went for the Warp Tour. I went for Riot Fest here in Toronto and just saw a lot of kids enjoying music. Some of them uh, may or may not be really having a purpose in their life. Like uh, I see a lot of them, you know, they're either into music, into drugs and things like that. So I, I thought, you know, what, what can I do or what can we do here in the city of Toronto? And uh, me and a couple of guys so I met online, we started praying and slowly God just developed this idea of a church. And um, the first, I was totally against it because I know there's already a lot of churches here. And when I looked around, there was not a church that was catering uh, really to the uh, folks who listen to underground music. So we prayed about it for two and a half years. And uh, we also had some mentors and people who prayed and we worked together. And last October, we launched the church. So mainly Church Underground is a safe place for people to explore their faith. We don't have uh, certain protocols on what clothes you should be wearing, what, uh, what is the format of our service. You need to be a Christian to worship God. You know, all those things don't come into play. They can come as they are. And we want God and the Holy Spirit to touch their lives, uh, not by force, but through our love. So our focus is love. Uh, and that's why our motto is belong, believe and become. What about for you personally? Is pastoring a church instead of fronting a band a stretch for you? Yeah, absolutely. While I grew up in India, I was not a public speaker or a person who... Uh, really like to speak on stage or to take leadership in a church, uh, even though I, I knew what it is because my great-grandfather was a pastor, my granddad was a pastor, my dad's a pastor. So I, I know what it curtails, and I never ever imagined that I'm going to be a pastor. You were that's, destined. Yeah, that's the last thing on my mind. So, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot out of you, like in terms of uh, time, commitment, prayer, preparation, uh, dealing with people, you know, all of those things, uh, you need skills. And while fronting a band doesn't really require all of these skills, the only thing you need to do is practice, 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 and just come on stage, just do the thing and get off stage. So, yeah, it's been a learning curve. I'm slowly learning. I'm still on the path of learning. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I would be on the path of learning for a long time. Uh, and yeah, it's been exciting. It's been uh, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I still do vocals for the band, so I have dual responsibility, which makes it more exciting. And uh, yeah, it's fun. God is good. <laughs> I get the idea of having ethnic Christian churches, because mm -hmm. obviously people are more comfortable hearing the message in their first language. Is it yeah. that same sort of reasoning? To open a metal church? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say 
Yes, because wherever you go in the world, like even if it's India, I was in the Middle East for some time. There are metalheads there. I've seen videos of metalheads in China, in Brazil, in North America, in Europe. So there is a common language. There is a brotherhood. There is a feeling of family uh, among people who listen to rock and metal, especially when you come for the gigs. And unlike any other music, there is this passion that is there, this energy that is there between people who are there to get a metal gig. So, I mean, I wanted to cultivate that sense of community. Uh, having said that, uh, the reason why we call it Church Underground is not to be exclusively metal. We are open to rock, metal, even later on if there is an underground EDM scene or hip-hop scene, we are open to opening our avenues in the future even to that. So we are not closed down uh, by the metal genre per se. However, we may actually look at, you know, having different services, uh, catering to different crowds of people because they want to feel like they are at home. So that may be in the future, but as of now, it's rock and metal. You must find conservative Christians disagreeing with the idea that worship can come out of metal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, growing up in India, so I grew up in a very conservative Pentecostal family. And while being the vocalist of a Christian metal band, I had a lot of people, even from the States, my relatives in the States who called up and my dad and mom and said that they, I am satanic and, you know, all the <laughs> uh, perceptions people have about rock and metal and all these music. But in the end of the day, in front of God, like when you bow on your knees and you're humble before God and you pray to God, uh, you're open about the fact that you're worshiping God through this music. It's just a form of worship. Even now, my perspective is if God tells me today that metal music is wrong, I'm willing to throw it away. So I'm open about it. But I'm sure God is not a God <laughs> who says metal music is wrong. It's just a way of playing the guitars or just a way of drumming at that speed or drumming with a little bit of complex structures, uh, I don't think God is very unhappy with the music that we play, as long as genuine worship. How does the church underground go about connecting with people in the Canadian metal scene? Yeah, so what we do is we play a lot of shows. So what we do is we go and play as church underground metal band at different venues. And then we try to connect with musicians, with the people who have shown up at the gig, give them invite cards and, you know, just try and hang out with them and let them know that there is a place like this so they can come to if they are interested and uh, just being open about it and just loving on them. That's one of the things that we do. The second thing is uh, uh, we try and keep our admin costs as low as possible. So uh, we do meetups.com. We just do like applied Bible studies. We have a group on that. Then uh, we want to run this Bible study like once a month in different parts of the city at a coffee shop or someplace. So, yeah, we use these different tools that's available in the public, even the public library, community center. Uh, we use the community center once to have a, a session on financial planning. So, yeah, we're trying little things which are a little different uh, to kind of uh, reach out to the public. Yeah. I mean, so far it's going good, but there's a long way to go. I don't want you to take this as me being negative, because yeah. I really do want to know, 
should the yeah. church cater to every cultural group? Uh, yes and no. Like, for example, let's say a church like Elevation Church, they kind of find more of the millennials being catered to, even though it's multicultural. Mainly, it seems to be millennials who happen to go to that church. But if you go to a traditional church, probably it's people who are in their 50s, 60s, some of them in their 40s who connect, so uh, who might be speaking Spanish or might be Italian or might be Indian or, I mean, there are different cultures. So, I mean, it depends on the church, really. Uh, if they're trying to cater to everyone that's being a multicultural church, they might have their struggles with dealing with millennials, Generation Y, Generation X, baby boomers. So they have to cater to each and every segment. Uh, that's why you find a lot of churches having different events under different categories. Yeah, so they people seem to be consumers most of the time. <laughs> 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 Not wanting to do anything, but just want it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a big challenge in, uh, uh, for the churches, I feel. What about for yourself, Sam? How does metal reflect your faith? Yeah, I mean, uh, while growing up, I've been praising God in my Indian ethnic language. And uh, while singing the songs, we also speak in tongues and we clap our hands. And there's a different way of worship in the South Indian ethnic style, right? So when I started listening to metal, I found that there's a lot of energy in metal that if we kind of translated that into worship, we would be able to generate a far more traction in terms of energy and, and worship. So back in the day, I used to listen to all these Maiden, Slayer, Anthrax, all of them, right, on the tapes. And then I was looking for Christian alternatives, and I found Petra, White Cross, Guardian, Holy Soldier. <laughs> and then the internet came in, and then he started downloading other stuff. And then I came to know, okay, maybe this is something that we can do. And we slowly formed a band, and we found that music actually can be used for glorifying God. So, uh, like, while listening to a lot of uh, metal music, like, for example, bands like Sleeping Giant, For Today, even bands, the older bands like Extol, all these bands use that pain and that aggression that metal gave into worship. Uh, so that was very attractive to me because every other form of Christian music didn't talk about pain or didn't talk about hurt or didn't talk about glorifying God like how David was talking to God in the book of Psalms. Right. Which I found in metal was very, very evident. And it was more like a conversation, which was very normal. Uh, that is one of the things that attracted me to metal in worship. So I would say that is the reason why I think metal and worship go together. I suppose that everyone has this question in the back of their mind. What takes precedence? Is it the music or the message? message any day because uh i would say the order of things would be first god then comes metal music so for me if the music is uh glorifying god well sam you are one big dude and i really wonder like instead of going to all the work of opening a church couldn't you yeah. just intimidate people into accepting christ <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not <laughs> i'm not that big it's just you know i, I weigh 260 pounds is just my <laughs> genes i guess <laughs> it's your dynamic presence <laughs> no i mean I, I wish i could i 
back in the day when I was very rebellious, uh, when I used to be in, you know, different kinds of things, when I didn't know God, I used to use force and used to use uh, my aggression and anger into uh, different things like fights and things like that. But after coming to know Christ, you come to know that you are not the center of attraction. You come to know that everything that you do has to be in line with Christ and his principles. So right now, I don't, <laughs> even if someone uh, says that I'm I'm like satanic or abuses me or something, I'm, I'm very calm knowing that I'm very secure in God. And I think a lot of Christians miss out the aspect of love. And even while on stage, if we can love people and just show that positive energy flowing out and loving people instead of judging them, it can change lives even today. The Antidote has been here with fellow metalhead and pastor Sam John. Best of success with the Church Underground, Sam. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave.